Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. Now, I'm your Dungeon Master Luke, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, a level 4 human fighter. Jeff, I play Gage, a level 4 human wizard. Woo, I'm Peter, I'm playing Spigs, level 4 dwarf artificer. I'm Travis, and Little Moss the half-orc monk is playing me. Yahoo! Alright, so... Now, to be honest, guys, I can't really remember what happened last time. It was, it was, a, I know it was the level up episode, um, so it wasn't like a fully story-driven episode. After all the weeks of you guys investigating, leveling up, building things, taking drugs, learning how to fall out of buildings, there was something taking on steroids. There was something on TV. There was something on TV. There was something on TV. But you guys have, um, let's just say that you guys have been working. You've been working pretty steadily over time. You've gotten jobs here and there. Mainly, the jobs that you've done are around Darkhaven and in Lower Etika. Now, Lower Etika is the sort of uh, warehouse, industrial, factory district of the city. So, like I said, you've been working steadily um, and you've not had any run-ins with the edict. You haven't noticed a lot of activity from them uh, none that has been seen maybe you know some activity in the shadows but nothing too noticeable um, now one of these missions that you were on the last mission we'll say that you guys were on together you were all hired to guard a shipment of augment it's a medication which enhances the body's ability to accept cybernetic augments because not everybody's body will accept that uh, that alien cybernetic technology uh, in their bodies. The body rejects it. So some people do have to take a medication for their bodies to accept it. Wait, now, al- you, alien is, is in alien alien or foreign alien? Foreign. Is it foreign not interplanetary? Alien, not alien, alien. Is it like a medication you take during the surgery or do you have to continually take it afterwards you have to continually take it afterwards until your body shows signs yeah um and only those who have really have enough money for that will um will get it yeah okay. will buy that sort of thing so augment um is like uh, is owned by a company that company is called Helomed. they have contracted thunder gunk to get you guys on this job because they are afraid that the latest shipment will be hit again and it will be stolen. Uh, so you guys know that Augment is a um, is sort of a not an incredibly high-priced item, but it's a highly sought-out item, um, sought-out medication in Darkhaven uh, in the black market because there are a lot of people and gang members that want... Uh, and actually normal people as well that want augments can't have them without taking this medication so the last few shipments have been hit by some gangs and um, you know criminals and it has been stolen so you guys are to defend it um, until the truck picks it up and then the um, 
and then you know it's going to be taken back to the main Hilo Med building. Um, and now you all had a purpose or a task on this mission, and you're going to tell me what it is, and you're going to roll a skill check that relates to how you are helping this mission succeed. So first off, Gage, what were you doing in this mission, and what skill will you use to uh, pass? Think of think of it as a little skill challenge. So. Well, guarding this, sorry, what what vehicle were we on? You weren't in a vehicle. You were at a uh, basically a manufacturing plant in lower uh, in lower Etica. There was a um, large shipment in in a warehouse, um, which a large truck was going to come and pick up. And the truck has like uh, its own private security. You were just to basically guard this warehouse um, and protect it hmm. until the truck arrives. Um, Gage is going to do, he's going to like do some ritual magic. Um, he's going to use detect magic, which is like just to try and detect, uh, any kind of break-ins to the security system and things like that around him. Is that only right. going to detect magical, um, intrusions? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, magic, magic and techno magic kind of work together. So using that for like, to tr- yeah, to try and find out if we're getting hacked. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I would say um, um, the detect magic would allow you to see like technomancy and magic. Yeah. Uh, but you might have to roll Arcana because I feel I've, I've realized we've kind of been doing your hacking a little wrong. You should okay. be using Arcana to identify what sort of magics or technomagic or coding it is, and then using an appropriate spell um, or tools, say hacking tools, to then hack in. Oh, okay. Where we've just been using your role of Arcana. Arcana to hack. So we've kind of been doing a little bit wrong. So maybe you'll have to, because otherwise the spell just does it. Um, so you roll an Arcana um, to to just uh, keep an eye on the system and notice if there's any um, anybody trying to hack in. Okay. Cool. And so, so in I'll this go... warehouse, where are these where are these massive crates? What does uh, what does it look like when when Gage is doing this? Where where is he? What is he using? So okay, so um, Gage is manually tapped into his security system. Uh, to, yeah, cool. So there's, so there's like a wire. Or he's he's manually connected to the router within the building, the warehouse building itself, or within the office of the building, and then he's monitoring the um, the equipment there and the security system to make sure that nothing's getting edited, both inside and outside. Awesome. So you're sitting in this chair in this, um, it's like a little cube-like room that's suspended on cables from the ceiling of this warehouse. Uh, all the walls of this office are glass. The bottom is like a, um, a metal and plastic. Uh, you're sitting in the desk and you've got a cable out plugged directly into uh, the server that's stacked in the center of this cube-like room. So Arcana is 17. Okay, cool. That's a pass. Cool. You do not notice anybody trying to hack in, though you do notice that one of the cameras on the outskirts of the lot that this warehouse is situated in just went out. Hey, guys. The, one of the cameras outside just went out. 
and you tell them the like the the, the location of the camera. Yeah. All right. So next is Spigs. What is what are you doing in this current mission? I'm protecting the crates. Uh, I can't. Can I? I can't do the same skill as um, Jeff just did. No, you'll have to use something else. Jam uh, him. First, I'm gonna use some spells. Hmm. You could do something with the like the doors around the place, the locking mechanisms, or um, the generator. You could do something about that camera generator. <clears throat> well, there's some sort of power running this thing. Could have a backup generator. Maybe um, you know you could be monitoring it, making sure that nobody's trying to set the power out. I don't know. It's uh, it's up to you. You're the mechanic. Yes. I don't know what I want to do, but I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Spigs will go and um, check out the generator and see if it is connected into anything outside. Um, since someone can get in easily or um, set it off so we lose like all our lights and stuff so we can't get ambushed. Cool. Um, yeah. So, right. survival. Roll, uh, survival, yep. Because survival skill in our game or in our setting is also the uh, sort of mechanic skill. So, I rolled pretty terribly. We got a three plus five, which is eight. Okay. So, <laughs> as you are uh, you're trying to like make sure this generator is going to continually run... And um, you're not quite used to your new hand in such small spaces because this uh, this generator is like in a little basement level and sort of tucked away. And you knock a like a tube on it, and it comes out and it sprays everywhere. And there's this sort of like thick smog in the little room. And um, you guys who are out in and outside the building see like the lights flicker. And that's one fail. Little Moss, what are you doing? I'm um, standing there. I'm doing some hella leaning. On the- <laughs> <laughs> like up against the shipment. Just nice. Like, just like I got my shifty eyes. So you're going to roll perception because <laughs> you're like keeping an eye out while you're doing this? or No, I'm actually asleep. Um, but I'm leaning, looking physically imposing. You know what I mean? So it's, is it performance or... Intimidation? Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. You're not really trying to intimidate anybody who's there at the moment, though. No, I'm going to call it performance. Okay. So, here we go. Oh, that's not very good. You're performing in front of the people working there who think they're safe and you're guarding them, but instead you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an 18. Okay, that's a pass. A scientist, like, or two, two, like, sort of um, science people, science guys, they walk past in their lab coats. And I'm just, I'm just like. <sighs> and they, and uh, one of them says the other, uh, like a half orc um, guy and a human guy, and the human guy turns to the half orc guy and he's like, these guys are real professional. <laughs> look at this, look at this guy here. He's just. Standing there, waiting, so cocky, so cool. And he, they just walk off. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes down. You don't hear that, you're asleep. 
Yeah. And Cortain, what are you doing in this mission? Well, I was expecting Little Moss with his high, high stealth to be patrolling the perimeter, but I guess if he has convinced me that he's going to be watching the package, I guess I'll watch the <laughs> perimeter. So, hearing that one of the cameras has gone down, I will... Thank turn. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing your job. And the, the lights are <laughs> flickered, so man, I turn on my night vision because I think that it can just go to shit any moment now. Yep. Um, so your cool helmet flicks, like, you know, your face is showing, your full your full helmet flicks down, and your night vision goes on, and you stalk over towards where the camera went out. Yeah, well, not so much stalk as, as, as dead run. Yep. Um, which wasn't the most smartest or stealthiest thing to do but i'll get there quickly so if there's something something awry we'll find it out we'll find it out fast so i will roll four and athletics nice well that was unfortunate that was a one. <laughs> oh no all right so you're running and there's like a big like a um, fueling cable running across the ground that like refuels the trucks at this warehouse and you don't see it as you press the button on your helmet and it flicks down just as that moment where the metal slightly covers your eyes you trip on it you hit the ground your shotgun goes off and you hit like um, some power transformers outside and all the lights go out nice a big lot of sparks fire across the um, the yard as you do so as well. So there is like a power outage. The sparks fly out, lighting up the area for a split second, and it's complete darkness. Uh, and then you guys hear the gate smash in. And uh, Cortain, you're the only one who's outside. But Gage, you see it as well. These two... Um, like a, a van with a big, heavy sort of bull bar on the front, uh, like lights coming out from underneath it, neons, and this other like really low, sleek um, sort of street racing car speeds in as well up to the warehouse, and uh, a whole bunch of guys start to pile out. How many guys? A whole bunch. Um, you can't quite see right now. You're slightly dazed by the flash of those um, of that those sparks dazed am I mm, well it was all part of the plan yes now they can't tell where they're going <laughs> alright and as these guys burst open the door the scientists sort of scatter and go and hide behind things as they as some submachine guns are fired how do they, how do they um, burst open the door they can't see anything Ooh, they have headlights on their car, shining at the uh, the front of the warehouse. Okay. And um, the the doors, like, you know, weren't locked or whatever. So these guys run inside, firing submachine guns and such. Um, Gage, it's your turn again. What will you do to subdue these these gangsters? Um, he's so Gage is like he's all the way up the top, so he can't like he can't really. Hmm. You've got um, height advantage. Anakin! Yeah. You I have the higher ground. You cannot win. <laughs> they can't win. They can't defeat me. Um, this this box thing that I'm on it's, that's suspended by cables, is it yeah. above them? <laughs> yeah, it's above like the shipments and stuff too. 
Oh, okay. All right. That's, that's, that's fun. Okay. Um, now, if I think of some diehard shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I... Um, can I use... I'm going to use um, remote... No. Can I use remote access um, to... Can I still do it? Can I do another spell or am I kind of, I can't do spells because I did a spell last turn? Um, you, you didn't use the spell last turn. You just use Arcana. Okay. Oh, it's, you'll have to have a role that accompanies it though. Cause that will judge whether you pass or fail it. Yep. Okay. So, gonna use... so you can do it. You can do a spell to aid you, but you'll need to use some sort of skill as well to, um, to like, you know, give us a determination if you have, uh, if you pass or failed the, this part of the mission. Yep. So everyone's jumped out of the car. So I'm going to use remote access, which is techno magic, to turn off the lights of the car so they can't see. Okay, cool. Um, so can I roll Arcana for that, or can I, or do I roll Survival? I would say you roll Arcana to try and determine if you can uh, get into the system, like into the car, into the car's um, sort of um, like operating system. And then that will determine whether you can use the spell or not. Or should I use on off? It's the same. Okay, alright. Or cool. you can use um or you can use like hacking tools. Actually no, I'm just gonna use I'm gonna use on off instead, which is the same, same thing. So the cantrip allows you to activate or deactivate any electronic device within range as long as the device has been clearly defined on or off. So I'm just gonna okay. turn off the headlights of the car. Cool, but roll like an arcana to see if you can get into yep. the operating system. Cool. Eleven. All right. So these um, it's it's on the um on both the cars. They have a pretty decent security system on them. They must they must have upgraded it beforehand, knowing coming into this place against the basically against the corporation, because you cannot get into the car's operating system. So that's a that's a fail there. Uh, Spigs, it is now your turn. You push your way out of this tiny room, um, coughing and, and spluttering, uh, but you see all these goons sort of running around the place. Uh, oh, Gage, just quickly, do you want to like sh- try and shoot at these guys or whatever? Oh, can I still do that? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. You can like uh, ex- exchange gunfire. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, seeing he's above, and I assume the headlights are shooting forward. Um, yeah, and he's got the height advantage, so I assume I have some advantage. Yeah. Cool. All right, so I'll just uh, we'll, you just just say that like you just you, you can just say that you're like shooting at these guys. Yep. So he shoots he shoots his pistol from above. Cool. So you like kick out this desk, it smashes through the uh, the front glass window, um, and you start shooting at these guys. Spigs, you you come out of that little room coughing from all the uh, smog that was in there from the generator, and all uh, Gage is shooting at these these guys have just burst through the door. What are you doing? Not sure. <laughs> um, is it possible? So there, so there's a whole the pile of the like drugs, like in crates, in like the middle of the warehouse. Yep. And these cars are breaking. Are they jumping out, or are they just like running? Like, Zooming around in their cars inside, like this massive warehouse. Oh no, they've they've exited and they are sh- like shooting machine guns and stuff, trying to scare people. And they're running towards the, um, like the medical crates. Okay. There's there's approximately little, like little, there's little approximately six like, guys. 
Is Little Moss still just like leaning against the crates and kind of like sort of look like he's just unmoved from like all the stuff going on around him? At the, at the current moment, yes, because you've just burst out of the door and this stuff has gone down instantly. It's all happening at once. I, since like Little Moss is like in the middle of all the fighting and probably the main target, will... Um, I'm assuming he's like, I get within like 60 feet of him. Yep. And I will cast Shield of Faith on Little Moss. Cool. I'm asleep. I'm asleep. What does that look like? And you will have to roll some sort of check to um, to pass it again. So do you want to roll like a dex check if you're like shooting some sort of um, device that attaches to him or or what? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, so Spigs like grabs um, put, like in his inside of his arm. He grabs out couple of devices he loads them into the end like in like a cartridge and loads it into his um kind of fire cannon and he fires it and they're basically like two little sort of uh, metallic triangle um so try um what are they called like prisms triangle prisms launch across yeah pyramids little little metal pyramids Spiky yep. bits and launch, and they kind of attach right on top of his uh, shoulder blades. So they fly across, and then they emit, like, from the tops of them, like this energy field that like, flows right like, over himself, over his head, and down his front and back, giving him plus two AC. Cool. Uh, do you want to roll a dex? Roll a, uh, yeah, a dex check. Um, like plus your proficiency to hit it, hit it in the right place and to yeah to target him and hit him. Uh, what's proficiency? We have the plus two. Is it just the normal plus the normal ability mod? Is yeah, so to be your ability your ability mod. Yep. Um, plus where are we? Half your level. So plus level two. So it's a five. So it's eleven total. All right. You do not succeed. You shoot, and it hits the crates, creating a shield on one of them, um, and then sparks out because it can and it can only target per- target a person, right? Yes. Yeah. So it hits the crates. You see a flicker of a shield, and then it just they spark, and the shield goes down. Little Moss, you awake to um, some gunfire, and as you open your eyes, you see a bunch of goons sort of running in the place they've got like um you know sunglasses on and their jackets have all these lights and stuff like neon lights all over it uh, you see some of them have like augments uh there's like a dude with a mohawk and a dude with cornrows uh, and a bald dude has got the six guys in the room what do you do i like startle awake i'm like oh and i see you know the goons etc etc and i say oh I've come here to do two things. Take a nap and kick some ass. And I just finished my nap. <laughs> and the two workers like, he was asleep the whole time? <laughs> and then I just like, I find the biggest, muscliest goon and I just dive into the fray. Nice. All right. And what are you rolling? Uh, I don't know. My muscles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, do you mean like? Oh, sorry, D and D. Skill, skill wise, um, yeah. Oh, skill. Oh, it's a skill challenge. Oh crap. Um, you just woke up, Lou. Lou, Lou. I'm still. Um, in- intimidation, like because I'm like. Ugh. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. So you're gonna startle them before you attack them. Yeah. So, Seventeen. Awesome. As you start like charging in and screaming at these dudes, one of them flinches and drops drops their gun, and you're like. You basically like spin kick them, knocking them unconscious. Uh, you see Gage shoot one, falls down to the ground dead. Uh, and Cortain, you're outside. You finally come to. You're not blinded or dazed anymore, but you hear gunfire and the sounds of close quarters combat inside the warehouse. Mm. CQC. CQC. Do I. Please don't hurt us, Konami. Do I happen to have any explosives on me? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me in your inventory. Do you have any explosives? Well, I've never really discussed the, the rules for explosives. I don't. Um, but I would have... Sh- you would only have them if you've gone and purchased them or if they're in your inventory. I, but, um, I, look, course- carrying grenades around the streets and stuff is not a completely common thing unless you are um, purposely going out to blow something up. Even if even if we're we're holding like I'm purposely taking a shotgun to a job. Yeah, um, you can choose to purchase some some explosives, some grenades, or something like that. Um, after this, if you wish. <laughs> sure, sure, nice. sure, sure. Okay, well, I will certainly do that because it seems to be the main leveler. You might have your magic, but I have good old C four. Um, <laughs> so. Without that, I will sneak around the the back of of the cars and hit them from behind because as I ingeniously turned out all the lights, if I come from their cars, they can't see me. Unless you roll bad on a stealth Unless check. Unless I roll bad on a stealth check. But I'm <laughs> I'm submitting to the mercy of the DM to get advantage for moving through the darkness. Yeah. I think that's a no. <laughs> I will say that <laughs> since they are all focused on the inside, mm. I will give you advantage. Woo! Oh, that's what I needed. Uh, that is a 16 for stealth. A 16? Yes. All right. So as you're sneaking up, you notice that in the van, there is still a guy waiting. He has a pistol and he's holding onto the steering wheel and he's holding the pistol. And do you want to kill him or incapacitate him? What kind of hairstyle does he have? He has... Man, you're a a, fickle man. He has like a pompadour. What is a pompadour? It's like a... Think of it like an Elvis Presley. Oh, oh. Like a greaser sort of haircut. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely kill him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you just poke your shotgun through the window and he looks at you. And then for like the other camera view, we see the front of the van and it's just filled with red. (laughs) And you continue moving on. (laughs) It's a... Pumpador action shotgun. Oh. <laughs> and then as you move into the warehouse, you start firing at dudes. Um, and because you guys, you guys ended up. Oh, okay. So you guys have um, your your equal with your passes and your fails. Mm. So what I'm going to do is be a real mean DM, and I'm going you to dog. get one person to roll a d20. And tell me how they finish off the last two guys before they do something bad. 
my mouth. Um, and this last roll will be a pass or a fail. You say that <laughs> shit. Would you say, Trump? Nothing. I'll hear it. When I... <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to roll this last skill check that will either pass or fail you because you're both on equal passes and fails? Is it just a standard D20? No, no, it'll be a skill check. So you tell one of your skills. Mm. Or shall I nominate someone? I feel your, I feel I'll be uncomfortable if, if, if I just choose myself if you don't nominate. All right, I choose Ben. Yes! That's <laughs> <laughs> how you do it, baby. Yeah. I will use an athletics check. To, now that I've used my shotgun, I've blown that guy's brains off. Brains and out. Shot another dude in the back. Yeah, shot another dude in the back. I will whip out my sword and then activate my my shield like like I'm Kratos in God of War. And I will just use my athletics to run to run hard in the back of them. So when you pull free your sword and you slam your fist into your uh, sort of the, your gauntlet and the, the big shield flicks out of your arm, you charge in, and what do you get for your athletics roll? Wow, nat 15, so that is a, that is 20, 22. Man, you like shield bash and then start just cleaving guys in half. Yeah. So you guys see like Cortain just sort of charge in, blasty shotgun, Sort of let it go, it catches on a sling that's sort of uh, attached to his armor. He flicks out his shield, grabs his bastard sword, and he starts just cutting dudes down. Gage, you're firing at guys. Um, little Moss, you throw some guys aside. Gage knew that we'd always win. There's, there's not a chance. We had the upper ground. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Spigs, you shoot your uh, fire cannon at a dude, but it's, um, it's Cortain who kills the last guy before the guy before he can pull a pin on a grenade oh I take that um, I take that grenade you, you cut him down and you pick up the grenade and he's got like uh, three grenades on sweet. him sweet you don't even have to go nice. to the DM shop and buy him <laughs> <laughs> also Jeff you know who else had the high ground Darth Maul just saying yeah that's true, that's true. that is true so that mission was a success Thundergunk was very pleased with you as was the company helo med uh they in and as well as like paying you guys a bunch of credits which will be uh 500 credits each and you you all get a bonus of 200 credits for none of the merchandise being touched by anybody when the truck came to pick it up everything was all good you also got um these things called stim sticks they are basically like um, like the old German potato masher grenades. Oh, nice. But you twist the top of it and then you throw it and in a 10-foot uh, radius, it lets off a healing energy Ooh. and it restores you 1d6 for two rounds. Fuck. Nice. Sorry, I don't have my, my piece of paper, but I have that there. Stim sticks. Stim sticks. How much do they sell for if I was to go on the street and be like, you want to buy some stim sticks? <laughs> no um, one's stim sticks. <laughs> yeah, they would they would probably sell for a good, you know, 50, 60 uh credits. Now over those, um, you know, you finish this mission, you go back to the uh crooked candle, you have a few bevies sitting around. You have learnt things since giving the keys to the Edict Devar. There's information that you've gathered or heard, rumors, tales, news, and so. 
Now, you can all uh, you can make rolls, um, and depending on how good your roll is, is the level of information that you get about certain things going on. So, first up, the first bit of free information you all get is that crime has ramped up, and it seems that various gangs have rejected the edict's presence. Mm. So, who wants to make a roll of a d20 to tell me if they get the extra information? Can I plus investigation on that? If you would like to investigate it, then yes. Yes. Oh, no. I rolled a three, so a ten. A ten. Yeah. Okay, you unlock the, the first piece, which is the edict lost their right to go through regular Merc contractors, right? Mm. What do you mean they lost their right? Are we like a guild? Yeah, so there is a... Oh, sweet. Yeah, so oh, just just so for the lore of the... For the lore of the setting, um, there is like a mercenaries guild, if you will. Um, there's like a bunch of rules and laws that everybody must abide by, being mercs, contractors, or clients. Uh, and they seemingly broke one of the rules, one of the laws... They are no longer allowed to go through the Merc contractor channels. They have to resort to very secretive and expensive operators mm. like um, hitmen, okay. assassins, that sort of stuff. But that costs a lot more. You can't just give them 300 credits or 500 credits. You have to give them in like the tens of thousands of credits. Was, was it likely that the people that we just, well, Cortain just massacred, were they likely to be contractors? They were. They could have been. They could have been mercs, but they all had very. Um, they had matching like gang symbols and oh, stuff cool, on cool. them. So this no. could have been just like a small time gang that. Um, okay, so no need to feel guilty is what you're saying. No. Good. Uh, now, if you want to know why the um, the merc contract or the uh, the edict of Iowa lost their right and the right to go through the contractor channels and go through the mercenaries guild, then you will have to, uh, somebody else will have to roll. Um, but if you fail this one, we'll move on to the next bit of information. I'll, uh, I'll roll. I'll go and use my charisma and go talk to the, to the Aegis and see, see what they know. Cool. Awesome. Uh, that is, uh, is it like a persuasion or something like that, or yeah, persuasion, persuasion. I'm not going to try to intimidate them because you're not um, you're not a part of the the order anymore. So sometimes they don't want to give you information sort of freely. Yeah, they respect I, I, I you, understand. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I get it. So how much? Um, how many's? How many's twelves? Twelves. Cool. Mm. That uh, unlocks just unlocks the second part. Mm. Uh, you don't get the third though on this one, oh. but you ask one of the guys why, and he says because they broke one of the biggest contractor laws. A merc is doing a job not for malice, not for their own gain, but for the sole reason that they've been hired to complete the job. Now a merc's family or friends are not to be held accountable for the job that the merc does. Now these laws were established a long, long time ago, Cortain, back in the Diesel days. And anyone who betrays the law of the contractors and, and the law of the guild, they're barred from the the, uh, the regular channels. They ain't gonna be uh, working with anybody for as long as the Tribunal of Mercs uh, tells them. We have a Tribunal of Mercs? Sounds awesome. Yeah, so there's like 
because everybody uses mercs for things. All the companies, all the organizations and factions of the city, they all use mercs. So back when sort of um, cell swords and mercs and stuff were becoming more popular, a uh, they sort of banded together and created a, a tribunal or a um, a union, if you will. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Now, over the um, the weeks, you learn some more information. The next bit of free information is that there have been countless attacks on the Order of the Aegis by an unknown gang or gangs. The third bit of free information uh, that the keys have not moved from Vice. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all can... Try and roll to unlock more information if you want to. Can Spigs, uh, as he's going around, you know, trucking around, doing some more business or more, more missions, be listening to his uh, favourite talkback podcast? Yeah. Um, is it a dwarven one or is it just like a general city one? Wow, just man. A- just assume it's a dwarven one. Well, you know. Mm-mm. Just Maybe. asking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a just a general Darkhaven uh, talkback talkback show. Darkhaven Daily, <laughs> yeah, Daily Darkhaven. <laughs> All right, and um, you, what are you going to roll to get the information? I'm going to roll. It's just perception, as he's like could be distracted while he's driving, trying to listen in to what conversations going on. All right, cool. Yeah. I think I remember back in the old days, because it's terrible at driving and doing other things at the same time, he rolled a three plus three is a six. Mm, seems uh, like getting a right. middle hand hasn't helped. All that you um, all that you hear on the talkback is them talking about that there have been ten attacks across Darkhaven since the uh, the big first attack on the uh, hotel. Which is basically the hotel that Dan, uh, that uh, Cortain's family mm. uh, lived in. But that's uh, all. this time I'm gonna go and intimidate, not intimidate the Aegis, but go intimidate some low life criminal scum. All right. In, in an alleyway with a knife and pistol. <laughs> yes. Give him the old one too. Oh, that's that's lovely. Um, that is that is a twenty. A ghetto crit? Yeah, ghetto crit. Ghetto crit. Nice. Ghetto okay. crit. In the ghetto. That's run. That's ghetto run. crit in the ghetto. Nice. Yeah. All right, so you push this, um, this human guy up to the wall. He's got like half of his head shaved. The other half is like spiked directly up. He's wearing these uh, really square looking glasses and a red jacket with uh, really baggy pants. And he's like, whoa, dude. And then you, um, you ask him and he tells you, Man, man, all that I know is that the the Aegis have lost upward of, I don't know, 60 people. That's what the street says. Nah, man, don't, don't, please don't cut me. They, uh... Slap his glasses off, because they look like Party Boy Byron's glasses. You see that one of his eyes is an augment, and it's sort of, it's real cheap. It sort of is, like, looking in all these directions really quickly. And um, then he, like, puts his hand over his eye and steadies it, and then he's like, Man, the attack's... Um, the attackers, the the dudes who attacked the Aegis, any of the bodies left behind, um, they weren't tied to any of the any of the syndicates or, or the gangs. 
you know, they just they were just wearing normal clothes. They didn't have any markings on them. They didn't have any badges or patches or nothing. They were just wearing normal clothes. And the the weirdest thing is one of the one of the Aegis who was left alive said that they saw a huge cyborg at one of the attacks. And that's all you learn. Mmm. Uh, I relay this to the rest of the guys, especially the talk of giant cyborg, who I assume is that, um, hobgoblin. No, it wasn't a hobgoblin, it was a bugbear. That guy, the mecha bugbear. Yeah. Does anybody want to roll, um, to get any more information on the keys? Maybe a little moss? Yeah, alright. Do I just roll, or do I have to actually roll against something? You fucking what? heard about roleplay? Yeah, what are you going to do, bro? You're what are you doing? You're roll a dice? Like, I rolled a 20. I win. Is that what you're going to do? Can I roll with the skill of rolling? <laughs> no. Okay. So what, you roll, like, in in character? You just go into the street, roll a dice, and people are like, oh, man, that was a good roll. Tell him some stuff. Yeah, I'm like that, I'm like that guy who makes decisions in no, no country for old men by the flip of oh, the coin toss. Yeah. Except I've got six choices to make. You're like, what's the most you've ever lost on a dice roll? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and nice. Then, but, like, joke's on them because five out of the six are death. <laughs> why? why so they've got much change? lower chances of surviving. You didn't know you could change it to a d20. What's the most you've ever lost on a dice roll? Um, <laughs> all right, so I can't do that. All right, good. Um, what if you went and talked to the keepers? Yeah, could I talk to my to the keepers about um, Wu-Tang Clan? Um is that his name? <laughs> My former master. The Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, you you can you can go there on the premise of talking about your um your old master and learning more about it. And while you're there, um, you can uh, I don't know what are you gonna roll to? Well, that's just straight deception, dog. Yeah, cool. You're gonna roll some deception to see if the keys because yep. like no, no. you don't do you not trust Lorian and that's why you're doing it. Oh yeah, for flavor. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a creepy old dude. I don't trust people over the age of 30. <laughs> All right. So, what's your deception roll? Nine. Nine. <laughs> he doesn't right. say nothing. Doesn't even tell me All about that. All that he um, tells you is that the yeah the keys the keys haven't moved, but he shows you that um, there's a there's like a a big old like paper map that's covered in like a laminate and it's all been folded and it's crinkled and stuff and you see over where vice is he points to it he's like this is where vice is and you see this little flame and you see this flame it's like three millimeter high this is where the keys are and they have not moved this entire time cool it's like a little blue flame as well it's not red it's blue Mm -hmm. no anyway more about your master and then I then I just lower my glasses and <laughs> tune out. All right. So, all right. What we'll do is we might um we might end it with like a little teaser into next episode, like we did into this episode, and then not seeing what we did on the TV. I still don't know what was on that TV, and you won't know. Ah. <laughs> All right, so you're all, all of you guys get a call from Thundergunk, and he says, I've got a job for you. What's the job, Thundergunk? Hey, boys, this job is titled Rich Boy Grounded. Now, there's going to be a Gladium, a fight club, 
in the basement of this uh, this big building in the broadside. And now the broadside is like uh, it's like the the entertainment district of New Etica. It's got heaps of casinos and clubs, and uh, there's like stadiums and stuff in there. Uh, picture it as like a massive Las Vegas. He continues saying, in this building at this fight club. There are plenty of high echelon rich kids. They they attend these fights and wager tens and hundreds of thousands on credits of the fighter. There's an underground car park. And now it's basically a showroom of hover cars and high value ground cars. Now, our client have hired you guys to get into this fight club, leave at a certain time, and steal some of these amazing cars. There are two in particular that the client has selected that you will need to steal, but the other three cars that you take are up to you. They have to be very, very valuable cars. So we get we get out at a certain time. Does it have to be in 60 seconds? <laughs> I'm not sure if it has to be in 60 seconds, but you're gonna have to be fast and you're gonna have to be furious. Yeah. That's a lot more relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing cars next time. Does that make them bad guys? Or does it just make them guns for harder? I'm Crux, the interdimensional demon bard, and I'll be seeing you next time, Traveler. Yo dudes, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, thanks for hanging out and coming down to the skate park, bros. We have a website at www.beyondthedice.com. Check it out when you're not at the skate park. Mm, 360 Tony Hawk kick flips at Beyond the Dice on Instagram is Skay Delicious. Yeah, go to Instagram. <laughs> well, you know, who cares about skateboards when you can hover bike? What? <laughs> <laughs> It's not even relevant to what the joke. Who cares about skateboards <laughs> if you can hover by? He could have said hoverboard. <laughs> he could have, but he didn't. Shit. <laughs> 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 That's going to be great for all our listeners. <laughs> Man, it must have been all that smog that Spigs breathed in from destroying that backup generator. Oh, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's the new, the new fad. It was when, you know... All those mammals out there were going like just in the future, the yeah. <laughs> and they're just getting on the hover bikes. But if you want to check out crazy things, you should go to facebook.com forward slash bt btd pod. Great, Peter. Now I'm gonna have to post something crazy on there. Better.
like a hoverbike. <laughs> here, find it, Luke. If you're still here and you have some time, um, catch us on iTunes. Uh, uh, jump on iTunes and give us a good rating. Um, <laughs> please, uh, no. give us a good rating uh, to help spread the word about or spread the word about this podcast. It'd be fantastic. Thanks. Are you like if you're still here and haven't shut it off after yeah. that hoverbike yeah. comment? Well, or, the, or, <laughs> yeah. you, or just rip you your headphones out of your ears. Yeah. Do you have to pedal a hoverbike? No. Okay, cool. Just wondering. If you don't need to pedal a hoverbike, what's the difference between a hoverboard and a very complicated hoverboard with handles? I know, Ben. Or a hover scooter. Yeah, or like a, yeah. <laughs> you sit, it's got a chair. What about a hover, hover rollerblades? We never thought of those yet, have we? <laughs> well, Luke, end it there. Don't, don't All right, sorry, guys. Hoverblades. Right. Hoverblades. <laughs> All right, guys, bye. 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 <laughs> Please come back. We're not going to torture the listeners anymore. Bye. Okay. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that would that would probably sell for a good, you know, 50, 60 uh, credits. You'd probably go to prison, but you should stop offering them to, like, little girls and stuff. Yeah. Just saying. You, so can, edit, you, you can edit that. What we'll do is, it's been 49 minutes. Should we finish here? Because we didn't get into, like, the main stuff I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Cortain plays hide the grenade. <laughs> I don't believe they do. But we'll we'll cut it there at the Excellent. Fast and the Furious. All right? Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Sounds like my sex life. <laughs> because you're you're really fast and then you get furious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The shame. All right. The shame of it all. I ha- oh, so, so- I have seen a really cool one. They've got these bikes now that have like a treadmill instead of like pedaling. So like you like you just like walking on the bike. I mean, like at the gym, yeah, like, like so. It's like a treadmill. It's a treadmill, but it's a bike, so you like you oh, can yeah. go like ride around but, in town. But so if you don't need to, I was lost. <laughs> no, uh-uh. can I press stop? Please, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> Sleep for like forty seconds. <laughs>